0: Hoy, hoy, neo-noiros. Vroom, vroom, I should say. Welcome to the final edition ever, possibly. Maybe we're just putting this thing to bed of uh, Neo-Noir-vember, episode four, featuring the driver. We're excited to get to it, I'd imagine. But in the meantime, we got Neo-Dan here. That's me. Neo-Dan Tokyo, and uh, we got <laughs> Joey here. He's beyond gentlemen in the future, I guess. Things are gritty, as a neo-noir is. Here to say, welcome to this show. A little the, grittier, to the, a little faster. It is a Fast little and, faster, faster pace. Fast and the Furious. This is, a, I mean, this is a movie where it's both faster, but also a little slow, because you're not getting so much dialogue. This was a very interesting film. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. I, I'm excited to hear about it. Walter Hill, big Walter Hill fan. I mean, this is... He followed this one up with the Warriors, which is a, one of the a quite a the, one-two punch. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll get into it because this movie is, was a huge failure. And he said he basically, if he wasn't already in progress of making the Warriors, like his career would have been done. Uh, also, did Forty Eight Hours. People mm. love that one. I like mm. Forty Eight Hours, but it doesn't. I love you know so many of the other ones a ton more. Streets of Fire was the follow up there, amazing film. I believe you mm-hmm. saw that this year for the first time. I did,
1: I did, and I and I, I found the the soundtrack on cassette, which I highly that's recommend. right. Yeah, the soundtrack wow. is is fantastic as well.
0: Incredible, it really will get you hyped up. And ready to commit all sorts of crimes. Then he did Brewster's Millions. Are you? Have you seen
1: that one? <laughs> I saw it a very long time ago. Um, I, the one thing that I think of when I think of him is uh, I think he he was one one of
0: the writers on The Getaway.
1: The Peckinpah. He was the writer yeah. on The Getaway.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some Which fun facts when we get into that. Yeah, but yeah that's. And actually, you know, we can sort of get into a little bit. But McQueen was up for the role for this, actually. Mm. And he was like, you know, I basically just keep making all these car movies. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to need a breather here. Hey, man, if it works, it works. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. But I'm very happy we got Ryan O'Neill. I think he does a fantastic job in this. And at least that's my opinion. We'll see what Dan has to say about that. Some uh, he has some thoughts. That's a good time. Yeah, Brewster's Millions. I've ever seen as a kid. That's got uh, John Candy in it, I believe. It right? does. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, <laughs> Candy and Pryor finally together. I think it's in Shout Factor too. I think they they released it at one point. I believe so. Yeah. At least it's not the toy, right? That's you don't want to be the guy who made the toy. Who oh, made man. the toy, Dan? Can you look that up?
1: I can. I can. <laughs> if you really want me to,
0: I guess. I, I think I do. There's a few more. There's Red Heat. You ever see Red Heat with Schwarzenegger and Belushi? I've never seen that.
1: All right, so it's, you're you're never gonna guess who who, I, dur- who directed wait, like, the toy. I,
0: I, I'm gonna need a hint because I know it's like someone like big and surprising, right?
1: Okay, I'll give I'll give you a hint. I'll say one. Give word. me
0: initials. Oh, okay, I'll take the I'll, word. I'll give
1: you I'll give you a word, and you'll know it. Okay. Goonies. Oh
0: wow! Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Richard Donner. Yeah.
0: Dick Donner. R.I.P.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, wouldn't <laughs> he make that and then Lethal Weapon? So that was eighty two.
1: Yeah. Um, and then his follow up to that was, let's see, Goonies and Lady Hawk were right after that, back to back. Okay. Um, so, and then Lethal Weapon was 87, then Scrooge was 88. So, that, I mean, that's,
0: that's a lot right in a row. So, once you get past this movie, you know, after doing Superman, yeah. And getting, was this after he was fired off of Superman 2? And they're like, well, hey, we, we, we got the toy for you. Sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for him for really getting out of that hole. Yeah, Richard Pryor would be in Superman three, so all as well. Yeah, you like Superman three, Dad? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a huge
1: Superman fan, so like growing up, I I just like didn't watch those movies. Like I was way more into Batman. Like I I just, okay I I connected way I more he, with Batman. Like I just never... I think you'd
0: like him as a film connoisseur these days, especially I mean by the time you get to three, it's just ridiculous and hilarious. I mean it's mostly a Richard Pryor movie like featuring Superman. I, I like the prospect of that, and, and
1: I like Margot Kidder. So, I mean, I would I would give it a chance, you know, for her. I'd
0: suggest it. You know, and don't even watch Superman 1 and 2, which are actually good movies, but, you know, enjoy number 3. Well, I've been wanting to watch Superman 4 because it's like... Oh, the quest for
1: peace. Yeah, because it's supposed to be, like, ridiculous. So-
0: like, Solar Man or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty rough. That was one where Christopher Reeves made it just so he could make another movie, like Sometimes they were going to fund happens. it. I mean, that was really most of his Superman career was like, hey, can I make this credible movie? I'm like, well, only if you <laughs> well, only make if a movie with is... John Cryer in the 80s as like Lex Luthor's like fucking cousin or something. I don't know, it's been a minute. Well, it was
1: the 80s. So, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that that scenario happened where John Cryer is involved and nothing against does... John Cryer. But... No,
0: no, he does a great yeah. job in it, actually. He's one of the high points of Superman 3.
1: I will say, I, I think what's really underrated is Hiding Out. I, th- I used to love that movie. That's a good yeah, time. Yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember seeing that as a... And young. Dudes. Dudes is fun.
0: Dudes is fun. Also just came out on, on Blue. That was Shout as
1: well, right? It was. It was Shout Select. Yeah, yeah. I recently got that uh, within the last year or so. Um, yeah, it
0: came out fairly recently. Last Yeah, last couple of years, I think. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking because you got it recently, I remember. Yeah. It must have been that's that's you, what's important. you slacked on it is what you're saying Dan it was always one that I would always like put in my cart and then just over, I can like, understand why you're it. not running to dudes I mean it's it's like you you put it in your cart went to like get free shipping with some other stuff and then you're like you know I'm not bummed that I got it it's just yeah I, I, I enjoyed it it has merit but it's it's definitely not like oh my god day one dudes like dudes goes out of print and you're like someone will, I'll watch it someday <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey man it had it has uh flea and uh Catherine Mary Stewart in it, so I'll watch it. That's what, That's all I'm saying.
0: You know, I, Flea is not definitely selling me on anything. I'm with you on the second part, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to get? Are we listening to the Chili Peppers now? Flea's a part of that. I mean, I could. Oh, boy. All right. Well, before this thing gets further off the rails... Yeah, uh, I, feel like,
1: I feel like we're getting derailed here. Speaking
0: of off the rails and derailed, though, Walter Hill basically after, you know, the 80s really doesn't... Nothing, nothing of merit is coming from him other than he did direct the Deadwood pilot. Mm-hmm. So a little something there. Yeah, this is uh, a, a good time where this was released July 28th, 1978, written and directed by Walter Hill, produced by EMI Films and distributed by 20th Century Fox. No one has a name in this movie. Everyone's yeah. name is basically what they do. You got the driver, the detective, the player, the connection, glasses uh, glasses teeth the kid fingers uh, it's amazing I, it's one of my favorite parts about it and also just that it is it's very you know like it lets the plot and the story do the talking and also the driving which what do you think of the driving scenes in this Dan?
1: uh i like them i i thought i mean the, the the ending one was definitely the best that was the one i enjoyed the most the i the one i thought was the funniest was the one where he it jumping ahead but he gets. Uh,
0: this the... is neo noir, Dan. We jump all over the place.
1: Exactly, all bets are off. Uh, when he's uh, going, basically getting like a, like the job interview with, with those guys to to run that job, and he yeah, basically that just, like du- smashes. Bruce Dern has put yeah. together
0: like a fake job. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. He, so he's like, "Oh, you do you want to see if I could drive?" And then there's another driver there as well. Yeah, who the driver knows. Yeah, and he's having a great time during this little little crash up. There's a circuit of drivers, you know, They like they all know each other, you know? I'd imagine so. There's only so many. Yeah. Did you recognize uh, all the movies that this has influenced as you were watching this?
1: I did. And I and, and think that's what I, you have to think about when you're watching this movie. I think, that, you know, at this time of where we're at in 2021, yeah, I mean, that's, seeing it for the first time, like that is my first thought. It's like, you just see how impactful and influential this movie was for so many films and and even influences on it like i mean like Lay samurai i would say it was a big influence on this movie um yeah
0: specifically the beginning yes but yeah and oh, also yeah. like the lack of dialogue too
1: yeah i, I found that interesting and, and i think that's getting back to your point earlier i think that's why i liked ryan o'neill in this role versus steve mcqueen because I I, I I i think steve mcqueen's awesome but i don't want to hear him talk yeah, I feel like he, he probably would have added too much personality to it. Like, I like the idea that the driver's pretty just kind of stone cold, you know. He's Absolutely.
0: Just... And with with Ryan O'Neal, too, you got to consider this guy was coming from, like, romantic comedies. Yeah. This this wasn't where he got to, like... This wasn't like... Love Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, he just wasn't at that point where, like, he was as credible yet, you know. so it was yeah. And that was also a big reason why this movie was able to get made. Because, yeah, they were... This was sort of uh, new people behind EMI. They were trying out some new things. They had a couple, couple different movies going on at the same time. They had uh, the Deer Hunter, mm-hmm. Convoy, mm-hmm. with Peckinpah as well. That movie's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> and then also this one, The Driver. So they were trying some shit. They were, you know, they knew what this was when they were making it. Like that, they were trying to make they were also trying to make movies that were like appealing to other markets besides the U- United States market, which yeah. turned out to be a mistake because they succeeded in that, but it was a different time. People didn't really, if it didn't succeed here in the States, then it, w- it was a complete failure. Yeah. Who doesn't love car chase movies though? You know,
1: it's, you feel like it would be an easy sell.
0: Exactly. And what's interesting about this. I mean, it's, it's so much of the time you got to remember too. Like Neo Noir had, was already kind of falling into a template it needed a little something else to it. So like, it really was just breaking everything down to just, you know, character and the basics of like, all right, we're just committing some crimes and just make it look really cool. I, you think, know, nothing's yeah. too complicated with this movie.
1: Right. And, and and for that, I, I, I commend it. Like, I think that's good. Like, it just kind of lets it just, it just goes and that's it. It doesn't necessarily get tangled up in a lot of like specifics. It's just kind of like, yeah. you're kind of going through it, but it, it really did feel like a, a film noir, but just set in 1978. Like it, it like yeah. the plot itself, like, I mean, you could have had this plot in a movie from 1948, basically, and it, it, you could have just, you know, transposed it almost into Switch that. Switch off the color in your it. settings yeah. and,
0: and you have no idea. And I also liked
1: Bruce Dern, the fact that he You seemed... could just
0: put period, Bruce Dern. I mean, yeah, he's- Yeah, I mean, Bruce
1: Dern's great. This
0: yeah. thing does not work without Bruce Dern at all. Uh, and Bruce Dern's part almost went to Robert Mitchum, actually, but- Mitchum felt it wasn't right for him, and as much as I love Mitchum, especially that time, I'm I'm glad we got Bruce Stern. I think it was an essential performance.
1: Right, and and what I was gonna say was that he he felt more like a bad guy than some (laughs) of the bad guys, and like and that's and that I thought that was fascinating because I mean he's basically like doing all these clandestine things, like he's like roughing up suspects and people in this like back alley bar that he like works out of, but he's a detective. Yeah which is um, actually in
0: Streets of Fire as well as 48 wow. Hours, so. Oh. apparently yeah. Walter Hill likes likes that. It's a universe. It all It's all connected. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. But yeah, I, I found that fascinating, just like how, like, brutal and, like, obviously, you know, this the illegal sting operation that he was... Yeah, he
0: puts together this whole thing, like, you yeah, know.
1: it was <laughs> crazy, yeah.
0: He's getting criminals to put together a bank job just so they can catch the driver. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't it, seem too on the up and up to me. Absolutely not, but he's after this cowboy. He's got to get him. Yeah. These are the six taglines for this movie, Dan. There's six? He'll get you away faster than anyone else on wheels. All right, I believe that. He's the best getaway man in the business and the deadliest. Okay. Two men, each as ruthless as the other on opposite sides of the law. Two legends, each a slave to his own reputation, playing a game neither of them can afford to lose. That felt a little long. It was long. It felt like it was like six taglines just right there. Yeah, an epic showdown between the city's toughest cop and its cleverest wheelman. Air quotes. I like wheelman. To break the driver, the cop was willing to break the law. Okay. A game, a challenge, a chase to the death. Those are good posters. I I like it. I feel like we would have seen this movie in in 1978 and just been like, oh, Yeah, nobody saw this thing. They're like, okay, sounds great. Nobody talks in it, huh? And they just crash a car. Yeah, big deal. (laughs) But it is a big deal. Uh, I, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a nice, tight little movie. Uh, Everyone, it's really well cast. Like, especially like the bad guys. You know, your your glasses, teeth, and fingers. They they have such a good good seventies look to them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's also like it's it's like kind of ridiculous that they have that almost like. I don't know if I'd call it a calling card, but when they were running those jobs, like the supermarket job, and the other ones that they like, they have to shoot out the glass wherever they go, oh, yeah. um, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> the um, glass has got to go. Glass has got to go, especially like in the bank, even though they told him like no shooting or whatever. And then like, what, what's the first thing he does? Like whatever is after it's the bank job is done, he gets the glass. Then they just
0: start to kill each other too. Yeah.
1: And just lots, lots of backstabbing and, and so forth. Yeah. I think my favorite scene actually was when at the very end, when well, there's two. So there's one. The one part where glasses is, is trying to double cross the driver, mm-hmm. and he's standing behind the the glass, and then he shoots him through the glass with the oh the yeah, well, he's revolver. like revolver he,
0: because he, the whole time he's like you don't use a gun, you know? Yeah. Like I'm just a driver. But he he actually has a gun, and it is a, a cowboy's old revolver. So yes, the Yeehaw. cowboy. Yes, indeed. and he listens
1: to ca- ca- and he listens to country music the whole time. So that's um, right. It must be a cowboy. And that that scene and the other scene was at the end chase when the the car gets kind of stuck in that like oh like, in the warehouse in but... that warehouse and then the guy the other driver comes out the young kid yep. and uh and and yeah they have, they have that moment and there's like that tense like kind of standoff but then he's just like yeah he's like i don't want it. he's like this guy has nothing to do yeah. with it like i'm just letting him go because <laughs> he understands like he, he understands like, the, the, the ethos code. of that yeah like so I, I thought that was a nice moment too um oh i are, mean
0: even when like they do the chicken and they like start racing towards each other yeah you know they crash in that like i don't know like wherever you like change the oil. you know mechanics work from in like the little dugout or whatever yeah yeah yeah. uh you know real men probably know what we're talking about but (laughs) that and like that car yeah yeah. there you go the old car cavity but yeah that car just like totally goes on its side and just like i mean it is brutal it's awesome
1: (laughs) exactly no that's it i yeah that was that was like one of my favorite moments and some of the earlier car chases were cool when he was going through the um, the parking garage real fast, and then he comes out the other side of it. That was pretty neat. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because it makes it makes me kind of reflect on this. Is like obviously it's a neo noir, but just really the difference between like thought processes and what people were maybe interested in at different times. So thinking about like the early original era of film noir that we typically cover, like you don't typically see like these crazy car chases, whether it was for technical reasons or just of the times, obviously maybe it was not much as much a thing. I mean, car car stuff happens all the time and sometimes there's fast car chases. I watched the extent. car
0: one. I don't know if it's necessarily a noir. We could argue it probably when we're in like our final years, but mm-hmm. it's uh, Thunder Road with Mitchum. You ever see that one? I know of it. I haven't seen it, but yes, I'm aware of that. There's, he he came up with the story for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, this is on the Criterion 30 uh, Mitchum films. November is almost over. Rush and watch all of them. Just yeah. take quit your job and just watch all 30 movies they're all awesome you, you've watched a few because of us so don't worry you'll you'll get to save a little time it was really interesting but his son plays his brother in it and his son just looks like a weird like tadpole unfully formed clone version of him it's so jarring the uncanny valley when you just see them together is that's wild.
1: weird yeah i i need to see that
0: yeah, it's a good time. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, my God, this is the greatest film ever, but it, it's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah I could take where it. Where Bruce Springsteen got the title, Thunder Oh. Road. Saw the poster, and that was good enough for him.
1: It's for the E Street Band, right? Yes, exactly. That's where he got it from.
0: <laughs> what did you think of The Player, Dan? The movie The Player? I'll take that, too, but I'm talking, of course, okay. about uh, Isabel and Johnny's performance as The Player, The Gambler. Um... I thought she was okay. I mean, she played it very quiet. I, I like. There was a,
1: a moment at the end where you really couldn't sense wh- whose side she was on. I mean, I'm assuming she was on her own side, obviously. But like, you know, was she a part of the? Um, I mean, that fantastic scene where she's at the the bar at the, the trains at Union Station with the whole that whole transactional thing. But just where she fits in as far as did she know about? Was she really pulling the switch with him knowingly? Like trying to Mm double-cross the driver. I mean, like, that was kind of what they. I think they allude to a little bit, but that was something that I was left wondering at the end.
0: A little open-ended, yeah. Yeah. That's nice.
1: Yeah, because she wasn't, obviously, very talkative in the the movie, so you didn't really get a whole sense of, you know, what was going on. She
0: wasn't talkative, Dan. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else will shut the fuck up in this movie. No, (laughs) I mean, everyone wasn't. Yeah, I'm not just saying her. Yeah,
1: but... Uh, the driver
0: has three hundred and fifty words of dialogue total. This. Yes,
1: I read that. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's wild. Who do you think's got the most in this? Bruce Dern, probably. Dern, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: He was, he was, he was chatting it up the whole time in this movie. God
0: bless him. I love Bruce Dern. My first movie I probably saw him in was The Burbs. As a kid, we were a big Burbs <laughs> household. We loved The Burbs, mm-hmm. and he's he's great. And I'm I'm always happy to see him, especially when you go back because there's just so many. I wasn't. Would you believe I wasn't alive in the the seventies? Then you weren't. <laughs> no, despite my expertise. So I, there's a few I've missed, and I I would like to see more because I'm never sad to see Bruce Dern. He's such an interesting actor because he's he's done so
1: many different things throughout his lifetime. Like it's just it's such a weird. He has such a weird trajectory, but yeah. yet he's he's got such great ability to kind of do what's needed. Um, yeah. you know, you know, for whatever the role. And, and, and what comes to mind to me, I mean, anything from, I mean, I love him in silent running to, you know, which is from the seventies as well. But I think about like, I loved him in Nebraska. Like he's, he's like amazing in Nebraska Phenomenal. So, and that's, and that's pretty recent. So it's just yeah. like, you know, just his kind of evolution, but, uh, yeah, great actor. And I thought if, he was great in this role. Um, you I ever watch big
0: re- Love on HBO? Do you remember that? He was really good on that. I remember it. I didn't watch it though. I mean, don't, it gets so bad. where It's like, it's quite insane, but uh, I love Bill Paxton when he was alive. He was my favorite living actor. Really? Yeah. And so I I was always very into anything he did. Interesting. Almost brought a Paxton to Neo Noir but I'll save it for next year because it still needs a Blu-ray release. Much like this does. uh, There was a Twilight Time release. Now it's like you have to import it, you know, if you had region free because you did a DVD of this, right? Yeah, I got this guy. Which is, it, I, I honestly, it was pretty
1: underwhelmed by the uh, artwork. Um, yeah. But, this is just I, like a standard, like, 20th Century Fox DVD
0: from, like... But they all look like that. I mean, there's even... 2005, yeah. Th- there's very... I mean, the Twilight Time does use the poster. Yeah, which is but fine. But of course, it's Twilight Time, so they got to put their name all over it, too. Mm-hmm. But it, and even that, it needs a new upgrade. Like, it, it's it's fine, but I, I can't imagine it's much different from that DVD print. Like, it really needs someone to restore it and, and give it a little yeah. love. Yeah, I mean the, the print somewhere. actually
1: was decent for like a DVD from like yeah. 2005 yeah it actually looked pretty good considering I wasn't necessarily bummed on it I mean yeah I would prefer a Blu-ray obviously but
0: I just think if they if someone of like a a shout uh, you know we're we've been shouting out shout I think they're mm-hmm. exactly the right company to take on something like this I think they could do a really nice job especially you know with yeah. Streets of Fire they have that relationship with Walter Hill do that give us a uh, uh, kind of the Warriors that doesn't have that weird added kind of comic bookie bullshit or just you know just give us both options so we can never yeah. select that it's insane or Kino. i mean i could see even Kino doing this i'm not you know, i don't care who does it yeah but i just wanted do- the thing i would say with shout though is like i want i do want the features like i think yeah i would like a little bit put into it as far as like maybe a nice little booklet you know there's too much stuff from walter hill to really just go a little Kino bare bones yeah but hey yeah. if Kino gets it i'm not gonna be bummed print wise yeah. they'll do a fantastic job yeah that's and, that, and that's exactly what it needs. But yes, those are the two, two big ones we need a, a nice little little rehash of. Or maybe a criterion. I mean, you never know. You know, I'm, just, I'm not trying to summon the criterion, but if they take it, of course, we're going to be over Like I say, you, get, you can get some pretty good uh, extras with them. So I believe know. it. The design might be insane. You know what we should do is just like print and design our like alternate criterion covers, like with the original poster or at least the original elements. I mean, just, if
1: I had any type of artistic ability, yes, I w- and like graphic design ability, I would t- I totally do. I mean, if you want me to like sketch it out on a piece of paper. and. That's what I'm saying. Them, you yeah. know, you,
0: you just got to come up with a concept. We'll figure it yeah. out from there. And, you know, and I'll, we'll just work back and forth so we're both satisfied and we'll just come up with bootleg uh, criterion covers. There used to be like a Tumblr blog that I used to
1: follow that they used to make fake criterion I, remember, I think it was just yeah, fake criterion yeah. yeah and i used to really enjoy that because it usually would be like it'd be like good burger or like yeah something ridiculous but it was they were always really pretty good and so yeah, i enjoyed, they had good
0: designers yeah i remember there was an april fool's joke one time that criterion themselves had done that they were doing uh, kindergarten cop yes i do remember that <laughs> i remember that, that was which would have been amazing yeah,
1: i mean yeah there's no reason not to <laughs> i mean i'll admit i i if that actually did happen i would buy it not
0: of course. not even question it of course <laughs> i mean i'm sure a time. is there a, a decent blu-ray of kindergarten cop out there or would it really take someone of like a Criterion you know, to be like you know that's what's going to push it over otherwise i don't need own let me see kindergarten cop you know there's a kindergarten cop too with dolph lundgren Oh, are you oh, familiar with me. this i am i am aware i am aware
1: um so kindergarten cop is on blu-ray for only $8.99 right now on
0: amazon that's okay that's gotta be a bare bones just like we we're putting it out because it's who who put who distroed that like 20th century fox let me see so it is universal okay
1: and i I will see if there's any extra features
0: universal is definitely a company that is very much like they put out their own stuff yeah i don't see any features on this yeah so i think you're probably right that it's probably uh did you also know that (laughs) that there's like a kindergarten cop cartoon for children like preschool children really and he like runs a superhero he's like a principal at a superhero school i was not aware of that yeah this happened like this year or whatever and like stanley was involved with it before he died and by stanley was involved with it you know he just like gave them used to his name because that guy has never had an original or creative thought in his life maybe in death he's found it dan we'll never know we'll never know maybe we'll have a seance for stanley huh what are you looking at? You're definitely looking at something. Uh, you, you you have me going down the rabbit hole of like of <laughs>
1: I can like, see, see the screen
0: this? in your eyes.
1: Yeah, where like where is like, where is this? What is this
0: TV show that you're talking about? And he and like Arnold voices it too. Like he's really. Taking, I don't know if it was like if he was always going to do it, it because you know he's as an older man he's he's doing some easy roles i guess you know just taking some money and enjoying life and more power to him. but like i don't know if he was always gonna voice it or if it was like a pandemic thing where he's like all right i got nothing to do yeah it's easy you can Why do that at home you know you can although don't that's the lesson i'm learning from animation don't do it from home well as i'm watching and this always is something you what makes these particular things special but with like batman the animated series and superman you know the, that blu-ray had just come out the complete series uh and the special features. And they're always talking about how the voice director really insisted on having everyone in the same room so they could act against each other. True. Yeah. And it, you do notice the difference. It, it feels yeah. a lot better. And it's, it's more thing. organic, yeah. Brian Cox was on an episode of Superman last night that I was watching. Really? Yeah, it was a good time. Malcolm McDowell before that. They, they got some good good people Let's in there. Some heavy so hitters, yeah. That, uh, that's going to make you want to come in the room and record it alone, you know? Yeah, if I can be in the same room with Malcolm McDowell, yeah, sure. Oh, he's, he's so good at it too. But yeah, the driver. Anyway. <laughs> it's great. what do you think? What'd you think of this overall? Because you sounded like you had thoughts. And then I feel like as we were talking about, it sounded like you liked it. I did.
1: I, I, I did like it. I, I feel like this is a movie I wish I'd saw years ago. Like I, I think I feel, he, yeah. you
0: had kind of alluded to earlier about how just be, we were saying like the influences of this, like, You see this, and it's like you've kind of already have seen it. Right. That's kind of how I I felt felt during Asphalt Jungle, Dan. Like, where it was just like, we just watched the killing. (laughs) (laughs) I I get this, but you know, it's like if you've seen Drive, I mean, this thing. Once you see this, it's just like, oh, Drive is just the soundtrack and nothing else.
1: Yeah, there's not Albert Brooks being incredible yeah <laughs> I mean, and, pretty, it, and also that, much it. yeah and it's
0: super violent too i mean yeah. drive is great drive has its own merit but it, it is mm. nothing without this movie i mean like the entire yeah. opening sequence of both are just pretty much note for note no
1: i i i, I liked it I, I i didn't say i wasn't like over the moon for it but i thought it was a lot of fun i thought the acting was really cool it felt very impersonal which i think works well for it but it was also kind of on the converse of that, it, it did get a tough time like latching on to anybody because it's like, it does, it does move very quickly, but also like there's no characters' names. It's very, you're, you're very detached as an audience. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a thrill ride and you're just kind of there to, to enjoy the ride, um, which I get, like that could be the concept of the movie. You're but... very much a spectator. Yeah, you're not yes. really
0: meant to latch on to anyone. It's just like, here's the story and this is what's yeah. happening and you know we're gonna get you out before bedtime, don't worry.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and for that, it was, it was great. I, I absolutely it was succeeds. Great car chases. I mean, I, I, I am a sucker for like a good seventies car chase movie. So like you got, if you got that, that final car chase yeah. that,
0: you know, is going on and on that leads up to the warehouse. I mean, that, that thing is phenomenal. It's incredibly well shot. Also, you know, stolen from many times. I think Pulp Fiction took it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely very influential though, from from top to bottom. This whole thing, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many great scenes like that, and interesting performances, and and yeah, I mean, I, it, Brian O'Neill like just has like a blank canvas basically. Is, yeah, it was just very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, very very impersonal, but it, I think it needed it, so I think it worked well.
0: He's like very emotionless, but then there's like just something in his Brian O'Neill eyes that just like there's a little little something to it. It adds to it, and it's it's just very interesting. Like it's just fascinating coming up with this and then having this be the outcome this is what you got off of a limited script and not doing 80 million takes they're saying like walter hill was very fast director he moved things along
1: Mm -hmm. basically you're saying that he was a driver but we don't know what was driving him sure that's that
0: feels like what i said all right (laughs) well this was his second movie that he had written and directed okay by the you know 70s he had finally he'd he'd been writing for people for so long that he was just like he was ready to direct Mm -hmm. you know we were talking about how we'd done so many debuts for this neo-noir member and in many ways this could count it's not not a perfect the debut but it's the the follow-up to a debut you know
1: very early on yeah for sure because they like i feel like a lot of directors they start with this and it's like okay this is like the fun like kind of start to what we're doing is just like get a good you new know, noir in and then i'll move on to whatever the next thing is um
0: the warriors
1: yeah and you and know walter the greatest
0: case, one-two yeah. punch of all time i mean if these, these are your arsenal like it's incredible where's I mean, a lot of fun i will say with walter hill movies they are kind of impersonal i mean the Warriors certainly is i, I guess maybe streets of fire has a little emotion because that's ultimately what's like driving the story is love mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess and and a killer soundtrack Mm -hmm. you know like warriors is is a similar film where it is just like people don't say much and the only motivation is just trying to get back to Coney Island yeah and and that's one of the things I find so interesting about it is just it lets the story and the concept really take the lead and the fact that they're so strong and able to do so really just speaks volumes they're very original movies that have been oft imitated this was the source
1: yeah it made me want to watch The Warriors again because it's, it's been quite a while since I watched it. I have it on Blu-ray. I just, I, it's been such a long time since I watched it.
0: It's that, we were saying that comic book added. Yeah. It, it sucks. It's so painful. And he loves it too. It, it's yeah. brutal. He's like, oh, this is this is the director's cut now. Oh, this if is well, what if only I, I could have made this. Yeah, if only if I could have done this in
1: 1978, 1979.
0: Yeah. Oh, if only this perfect movie that had come out that everyone loves and says don't change a thing, you know, oh, if only I could just do a little something to tweak it. So well, thing, um, it's
1: a good thing George Lucas never did that, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Biggest criminal there ever was. Leave this stuff alone. You know, speaking of evil, <laughs> crazy directors with very good ex-wives, old Peter Bagdanovich, mm-hmm. remember him? He was yeah. actually going to co-write The uh, Getaway, and his ex-wife, who who was responsible for everything, as we'll always say, Polly Platt, she had found uh, Hill, read a script from him, and said, you should co-write it. And then <laughs> once Peckinpah got involved, he was like, oh, Bogdanovich, she has to go. This guy sucks. So <laughs> more shout outs to uh, Peckinpah. You know, one of the best to ever do it. And also, this is another stamp of approval for Walter Hill. You know, if you're working with Peckinpah, you got to be pretty good, especially this era. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Prime. This is prime Peckinpah time, right? Prime
0: Peckinpah, prime Hill. I mean, just enjoy the 70s, really, is the lesson here. Yeah. But I would say that's about all we've got for the driver. We'll keep it uh our words brief, just like the film. But we recommend it. I think this is one also you're gonna you're gonna enjoy more and more over the years. Now that you've got it out of your system, you know what the hype was all about.
1: Yeah, it's good good like Sunday afternoon if you're just chilling out. It's like a rainy day. You just want something to throw on. Yeah. I, I okay. would I would watch it again. Yeah.
0: Keeping it in EO.
1: Keeping it in Neo. Right, guys,
0: well that's gonna do it for keeping in EO. Off to Neo Things, which is basically just more of the old show. Perhaps we'll be back in another November. I'm sure we can come up with four more movies, Dan. We had such a hard time this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I hope people enjoyed the little uh, detour. And listen see, to this guy. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, and just some, yeah, some newer stuff. It, it I was think a so. Yeah. This
0: is an interesting time because when we're recording this episode, only one episode of uh, Neo Noir November has come out, but it seems to be doing okay. People seem to like it. Yeah. No, it's nice. made the logo blue this month.
1: I enjoyed that, yes. That was
0: nice. As soon as I did, I was like, ooh, that's how wild we're going to get this month. We did get pretty wild.
1: It's pretty wild.
0: Pretty wild. We got to put this thing to a stop. So that's going to do it for Neo Noir November. What do we got up next, Dan? We got, uh, oh, Lady in the Lake. Mm -hmm. That's coming Thursday. No Blu ray of that, speaking of.
1: Yeah, um, that is a Warner Archive, so I'm going to conjure mean, that one.
0: You know we're going to do this, and they're instantly going to announce that it's coming oh, out, yes. 100%,
1: yes. Can't 100%. wait. Can't
0: Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thank you, Warner Archive, for doing that. You know, still no review copies. You've noticed our reviews of uh, Warner Archive have been less flowery at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I still love them anyway. They're the greatest. Thank you for yeah. what you do. Keep them coming. But, you know, feel free to give us a call. Coordinate. Let us know. <laughs> let, us, let us know. Like, we're going to tell you what we're going to do, and you tell us, like, hey, maybe hold off on that. We got a nice little print of that coming. That's how we're ending the show. A, a, a Prompts to Warner Archive. We know you're listening out there. Yes, we can only hope. Give us a call. You have our number. Yes. You'll do it. And if you need our number, the reel out of the podcast at gmail.com. Dan? I can't wait to get back into our old era, but I'll miss these seventies and eighties films. Perhaps next year we'll get to the nineties. Yeah. I wonder how new we'll get. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to really uh, push the boundaries.
1: Yeah. I I, I it's. I had them on the top of my head recently. I was like, oh, there's a couple of good ones that, I, that we could do. And then I totally forgot to write them down and forget what they are, but I, I'm sure I'll remember them.
0: You have one year from now to figure exactly.
1: out. Exactly. I have time. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's going to be impossible. This was so hard. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you a Mitchum. I feel like that's the promise we can at least give you. Yeah, I think I think that's a safe bet. Which Mitchum, though? I don't, that is a question. I have ideas. I'm I, sure you do too. I do too. We'll see. We will see. And speaking of our vision, we will, we're going to see you next time next on Thursday, a couple days. So you know, don't cry. The lads will be back. But in the meantime, one last time, here's to Neo Crime. Neo Crime.